I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. We need to call it what it is. Bipolar. Why can't a black community have an honest conversation about mental health? The man need to start taking his meds. Just low him. And his anti-Semitic behavior? And slavery was a choice? Hey... He's well aware of what mm. he is doing now, and I cannot with that man. Yeah, man, but if he had stuck with a black woman, she would have made sure he would be acting right and not walking around in rain boots spewing foolishness. A sister would have shut it right down. We take care of our men. We ride or die. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me, the podcast that transforms theater scripts by award-winning writers into bingeable audio fiction. You just heard a clip from today's feature, the smash hit, The Kink in My Hair, by Trey Anthony. So Chris, I know that you and I remember so well when this play first burst onto the stage in 2001 at the Toronto Fringe Festival. And we both had the experience of being part of the dynamic energy that is the Fringe. For those who are unfamiliar, the festival is a very unique, unjuried theatre festival where plays are selected by lottery, creating a really wide range of performances. And the excitement lies in the unpredictability. A production can leap from obscurity and leave a lasting mark, putting a writer and a show on the theatrical map. And that is definitely the case for to kink in my hair. Its journey is legendary. It evolved from fringe hit and then it graced the stage at Theatre Pass Marai and achieved commercial success with Mervish. The play reached its pinnacle when it was adapted into what went on to be an award-winning TV series. And it's no surprise that this play has left a profound impact on its audience. Its uniqueness lies in its ability to amplify the voices of Black women, delving deep into their interior lives. Breaking barriers, it fearlessly tackles taboo subjects and shatters preconceived notions about the audience for theatre. Recently, T.O. Live and Soul Pepper joined forces to stage a 20th anniversary revival, infusing the play with contemporary touches that breathe new life into this timeless narrative. This play is set in Novelette's busy West Indian hair salon, where her customers demand various styles, cuts, and colors. Novelette believes she has a special gift of seeing into clients' lives by discovering that their hopes, dreams, hurt, and disappointments can all be felt in their hair. This play is full of joy, music, and humor, but it also includes a discussion of some difficult subjects— including sexual assault, gun violence, and suicide. So please take care when listening. 
This is part one of two of To Kink in My Hair by Trey Anthony, recorded in studio at the CBC in Toronto. 1982, England Town West, how you feeling? Licka Jamaica, Toronto, how you doing? We travel all the way from the Caribbean to this new nation, and that journey was not an easy one, so just... It's time to celebrate, gyrate to the sound of freedom. Say freedom now. Freedom now. Say freedom now. Say it loud. We are black, 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 black and proud. Say it loud. We are black and proud. My work is never done. I'm always working, working, working. You want me to talk to you and explain what is going on in this play? Well, forget it. Pick up a program and read it or something, because I have no time to talk to you today. I'm a busy, busy career woman. Being a hairdresser is not an easy thing. My shop has been here for over 20 years now. And I've seen a lot of things change on this street. But one thing that never changed, women rushing in here talking about, I want this style, this cut, this color. <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me. I have a 7.30 appointment and it's no 11.30 and you haven't started my hair yet. Listen here, lady. I said come for 7.30. I did not state anywhere or at any time that I would start you at 7.30. Because you booked an appointment, you never book a guarantee. Now sit down, and when I'm ready for you, I'll let you know. Out of order. If it's not one thing, it's another. Women rushing in here looking like they got run over by a Mack truck, then expecting me to make them look like Janet Jackson. I say, lady, I'm a hairdresser, not a magician. <laughs> and I tell you, as a hairdresser, you get to know everybody's business. <laughs> not that I'm nosy or anything. But if they don't tell you, the hair will. Don't believe me? Well, let me tell you, my mother was a hairdresser. My mother's mother was a hairdresser. And my granny, granny, granny used to be a hairdresser. I'm telling you, it's been a long time us Campbells have been doing here. It's in our blood, in our hands. And my granny, 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 granny used to say, if you want to know about a woman, a black woman, that is, touch her here. Because that's where we carry all our hopes, all our dreams, our hurt, all our disappointments. Right in we here. Morning, Letty. What, girl? 
Me tell you, say, me give him something so sweet last night. That's why them call me Miss Goody Goody. Hey, hey, brat, brat. <laughs> why do you think it's kinky? We got all our sexual fantasies up there, too. <laughs> you don't believe me? Well, watch this. Uh, come. I'm ready for you. Claudette, would you like to do some work around here today, please? Huh. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's cheating on her husband. He's lousy in bed. But... Hmm. Oh, Viagra didn't help him. And not only is she cheating, she's cheating with her best friend's husband. Dirty little hussy. Excuse me? I said, I hope you're not too fussy. Well, could you hurry up? I got things to see and people to do. Mm. I, I mean, people to see. I'm sure you do. Well, Claudette will finish you off. Claudette. Claudette. What, girl? Give her a deep protein conditioning. You understand? Girl, me will call you back. Very good. I'm telling you, the hair sends me a message. Some of the things the hair tells me makes me want to laugh. <laughs> And some of the things the hair tells me, I don't even want to know. Because some of us are hurting. Hurting real bad. And you know, as women, we cry. Cry a lot on the inside. Too proud to cry on the outside. And some of the things which the hair tells me makes me want to cry. And sometimes I do. And other times, I, I keep it right here. Right in my head. In my ear. Wait, wait. The things I hear is in my ear. <laughs> amazes me how an average white girl can somehow put on some bronzer, inject her lips, and get a black ass, and now she's the epitome of beauty. And she's in every damn magazine. The same things we used to get teased about. Our big lips, big asses, wide hips. And now, all of a sudden, it is in style. But we are not in style? Hey, nonsense! Mm-hmm. And a bridge when we run out of time, we have to date a white man who look mm-hmm. like a black woman, try mm-hmm. to talk like a black woman, act like a black woman, but is not a black woman. <laughs> and then him claim loudly, say, him not yet black woman, me confused. <laughs> 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 confused like Kanye. You know, say, him look a bit touch, right? Touch. Mm-hmm. We need to call it what it is. Bipolar. Mm. Why can't a black community have an honest conversation about mental health? Mm-hmm. The man needs to start taking his meds. Just low him. And his anti-Semitic behavior? And slavery was a choice? Hey, he's well aware of what mm. he is doing now, mm. and I cannot with that man. Yeah, man, but if he had stuck with a black woman, she would have made sure he'd be acting right and not walking around in rain boots spewing foolishness. Our sister would have shut it right down. We take care of our men. We ride or die. 
And then him leave your ass for your white girl. Mm -hmm. And then you just ride all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All this ride or die mentality, but we are actually doing both. That's exactly what me say, Grace. Ride or dead. <laughs> and some of the men we choosing wouldn't even drive around the damn block for us. They wouldn't even put whip on them damn bicycle, much less in a them car. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bloody true, sis. But you know, I can't date a man with no car. Team soft life over here. I'm not done with your struggle anymore. Give me some tenderness. You can't give everybody everything and have nothing for yourself. As my granny used to say, sorry for Marga dog, Marga dog turn around bite you. I'm just over this black fishing. They want our look, but not what comes with being a black woman. They don't want this reality. True. But we are also over here trying to look like them. I'm not trying to look white. Really? We are first in line for a contour. Mm. Uh, let's beat that face. Contour this, contour that, contour up and down. <laughs> How many YouTube videos have we all watched just to make sure the contour is right? Make sure my nose looks smaller and my skin looks lighter. I just love a contour. Who doesn't want to look pretty? Not everybody is team O natural. A little contour never hurt nobody. It's so judgy. Me? I'm not perfect. I cannot post a picture on Instagram without putting a, 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 a filter on it. And have you noticed all mm -hmm. of the filter options that are offered on Instagram are white women faces? No. Them have one girl hey. who look like Alia. Me love that filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we get to choose from a white girl or a light-skinned girl. Hey, clap for yourself. Come on, we are not doing this light skin versus dark skin shit. We are all black women. Yeah, true, to a degree. But that light skin equals pretty privilege is real. I am not about this conquer and divide us shit. You are black, I am black, we are black. I love being black. I'm proud to be black. I'm all about my black people. So nobody can tell me not Yes, original browning. Talk the things, them. Look at Nigeria. Do you know how skin bleaching has changed the face of Nollywood? You know, in a Jamaica, they might use blue cake soap. They want to get that light and bright. Enough, let's, uh, in a true Revlon pay Beyonce four million to dye her hair blonde to be the spokesmodel. So me here. Stop tell lie on the queen bee. Well, listen, if it's a lie or not, for four million dollars, I would dye my hair blonde. Strawberry blonde. Platinum blonde. Dutty, dutty, dutty blonde for four million. Can't feel blonde flowing hair down to the crack of my ass. Blonde for four million dollars? Damn, I would do it right now for four thousand. All four hundred. Revlon, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Charmaine. 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 What are you doing here? Took the red eye last night, shooting my first feature here, so I had to come by. Congrats, girl. Oh, it's so good to see you. We saw you on the Emmy. Winning an Emmy. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe this. 
It's you, Stormy Ran. Uh, my real name is Charmaine. Stormy is my television name. Stormy, can I get your autograph? I watch you every day. The Young and the Heartless is my favorite show. Did you know your husband David didn't really die in the plane crash? No, I didn't know. But I'll check it all out once I get back on TV. There you go. So girls, what have I missed? It's good to be home, here first, and then my nails. You know, you need fire engine red long nails because red is passion. And you need lots of hot passion when you're doing those love scenes with Blair Phillips. Right, ladies? Yes. Charmian, he's so rugged and handsome that sometimes I have to turn off the TV and have a quiet moment with myself, if you know what I mean. Him is so cute. Him kiss good, Charmian. I read in essence you two are dating. I don't believe everything that you read. He's nice. However, I'm not dating him. And I have never caught him in bed with anyone. And these perky babies are all mine. Thank you very much. So what's the scoop? Who are you dating? Some big Hollywood star? We can't help but notice that new hop in your step. That new wiggle in your hips. Shami and I get something good. So good that she doesn't even want to talk about it. Is that good? Did your man turn you out, girl? Did he have you saying, what's my name, Miss Hollywood? Come on, Miss Hollywood. <laughs> Did he have you saying, oh, baby, please, please, oh, baby. Why, yeah, baby. Oh, Sister Patsy. Sister Trina, get up off the floor now. Um, I, 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 I was just um, cleaning up the floor here. I, I, uh, hi, uh. We missed you this week at Bible study. However, you already seem to have found the Holy Ghost. Eh? Afternoon, Sister Patsy. Hello, Sister Patsy. Good to see all you making constructive use of your time. The devil does create work for idle hands, amen? Lad, Patsy, I didn't think you were coming again. What time you running on? Island time or Christian time? Ah, sorry, Letty. The prayer meeting ran over and you know, you cannot rush the Lord. Amen. Come, darling, because I'm glad you come this week, you see, girl. Because do I have a style for you? Claudette, where's the magazine I had for Patsy? See it here. Thank you. Bam. Is this you? Or is this not you? This is definitely not me. Novelette, no. I just have the same style I just get every week. A nice wash and set, thanks. Oh, come on, Patsy. Everybody need a little change. Change is good, Sister Patsy. Novelette is right. No, no. I believe if something ain't broken, you don't fix it. Patsy, I wouldn't say it's not broken. Hey, Claudette, don't you think it's time Sister Patsy change our look? A time, Patsy. A time. I don't think it go suit me. It go make me look too young and um, party going. And eyes are Christian and you know them people in the church, they go talk about me. Church people talking about others? How ungodly. Novelette, please, could I just have the same thing I just get every week, please, now? A nice wash and set, a simple up twist with three hairpins. Thank you. Because that ain't gonna work for me at all. All right. But you know what, Patsy? 
You cannot continue to resist change. So it makes no sense worrying about it. He's all over me. He's all over me. And he's keeping me Romy used to say, Oh gosh, mommy, you just worry too much and nothing ever gonna happen to me. And then he would smile that easy, slow smile that crept across his beautiful face. And those eyes, eyes full of mischief, eyes that always let me know that child was up to something. Like taking four cookies instead of two, or, or changing a C minus on a report card to some mashup looking A, or, 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 or sneaking in here at 2 a.m. when he knew his behind was supposed to be home by 12.30. Hmm. I tell you, that child had me fool for a while, you know, hiding my phone, turning back all the clocks in the house, and me not even knowing he was late. Until... I turned up at church one Sunday morning and found out I had missed an entire hour and a half of Sunday service. And Pastor Thomas ain't looking too impressed with me, you know, rolling in late for church. Sister Rosemary huffing and a puffing because I had missed my choir solo. And Sister April had to sing it. And everybody knows that woman is stone deaf. eh? Only reason she in the choir is because she and Pastor Thomas got a little something going on. Mm, the flesh is weak, child. And that boy make me miss my solo. I tell you, I was so vexed with him. I prayed to the Lord that day to give me the strength to deal with him. And when I reach home, some divine intervention get up into me and I gave him one good cocktail. Eh? <laughs> God bless the child, eh? six tree, real tall, you know. But I still wasn't afraid to give him something. I would say, Jerome, you see, I call him Jerome when I get serious or when I got something important to say. Otherwise, he was just Romy, my Romy. (laughs) And I remember that day, I said, Jerome, I don't have a good feeling about this. Why you and Damien don't just stay in and watch some movies and play some video games now? I'll order some pizza. All you could just stay inside. The streets ain't safe for young boys, you know. Romy just roll his eyes and smile that easy, slow smile. And then he kissed me right here. Right on my forehead. And he said, Mommy, 
You worry too much. And besides, mom, we ain't in the streets. It's a school dance. And mom, you know Deanna Stewart gonna be there. And mom, you know I got a thing for Deanna Stewart. Ooh, I'll show her my dance moves and she gonna be all mine. <laughs> Poor Deanna Stewart having that boy step all over she feet. <laughs> and we laugh. Oh. And before I knew it, Damien is at the front door, pumping the horn. Romy is racing down the front step. I say, Jerome, be careful. And he rolled his eyes and smiled that easy, slow smile. And he said, I go be home by 12.30. I say, ah, 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 you better be in here by 12 a.m. And he took off running. And that is all I said to him. Eh? Be home by 12. And he was gone. And I'm real mad with myself because I thought I should have told him. Wear your brown coat, Romy, is a warmer coat. See, but I let him leave wearing the blue coat and that ain't a real warm coat. I should have told him. I love you. And I should have listened to that rotten feeling in my stomach and begged him to stay. Stay home, Romy. But I didn't. I should have told him wear your brown coat, Romy, is a real warm coat. Because he was lying on the ground. You know, on the cold, hard ground, bleeding to death. And, and, and maybe if he had been wearing that brown coat, maybe that would have kept him. <laughs> maybe. But brown coats don't protect little black boys from five bullets, do they? Because Damien said they was in the parking lot. Romy was talking to Diana. One minute, Romy was talking to Diana. And the next, he fell to the ground. Everybody started running. By the time the police get there, the only one still left there was Damien and Romy. Damien took off his coat and put it on Romy. At the funeral, I thanked him for that for trying to keep my baby warm. Nobody knows who did it, eh? Nobody knows why. There are no witnesses. Nearly 200 children in that parking lot, and nobody saw anything. But someone shot Romy five times. Five times. And my baby is gone. Because they killed him. They could do that. Your son could kill my son just because. Because maybe he like the color of his coat on me. Or maybe he was feeling some kind of disrespect. But they are killing each other. And the police say they're doing all they can. 
How much is my son's life worth when he continued to be feared, haunted, and shot down? Coming home from the corner store, you're dead. You go into a school dance, you're dead. You get pulled over by the police, you're dead. How many more black boys need to die before they do something? Or maybe someone just need to post a sign. That's a warning. Black boys are in danger of becoming extinct. How come they can't grow up to be black men? I had my ultrasound yesterday and when they told me it was a boy, I cried. And I thought about you, Romy. Maybe he, he gonna have your slow moving, easy smile or maybe he gonna have your eyes, eyes full of mischief and, and I cried for my baby right there in the waiting room. I cried for my sons. I cried for our sons. And all the other mothers in the waiting room, they just looked away. Just looked away. Because they understood. No. They understand. I feel your spirit. Moses Iriri Gather us together Noah Abdul Shakur And we won't let it pass in vain No, we won't let it pass in vain. Lift it to the sky. We go make, we go make it rain. I feel your spirit. Make it rain. We gon' make it rain.
we'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. (laughs) So, there you go. This hair is growing nice and thick. You know, they say a woman's hair grows when she's pregnant. How you mean? There's a bun in the oven. Letty! But how you know that? I swear I ain't told anyone but my husband and God. <laughs> I know. Oh, Letty, I don't know if I could do this again at my age. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe I am too old. Never let you think I am too old. I'm 46, huh? Nearly 47. Patsy, let me ask you an important question. Can you put your foot on your husband's shoulder? <gasps> Are you able to wrap your legs around his neck and make him kiss your uncle? Because if you can't do all that, you're not too old. Patsy, you can do that. <laughs> Let's stop with your sinful talking here now, please. Patsy, I'm no Christian or anything, but I believe God knew you had a lot more love to give. So he decided to give you another chance. And I knew Romy. And that boy was a good kid. And good kids don't raise themselves, Patsy. So you were a good mother. And now you're going to be the best baby mother around. You you know there's an old reggae song called You Are The Best, Best, Best Baby Mother. Claudette, give me a beat. You are the best, 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 best baby mother. Best, 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 best best baby mother. Best, 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 best baby mother. Enough, As a married woman, you know, I ain't trying to be somebody's baby mother. No, but you're going to be the best. (laughs) No, put your money away. It's on me. But don't be telling everybody. I got a business to run. I could look for you in church on Sunday. Look very hard. I'll go pray for your child. Okay, lunchtime, everybody. Empty bag cannot stand up. Claudette, run next door to Maxine. Um, get me um, a piece of bread pudding and uh, just a small red pea soup. Mm-hmm. And tell her if you put some dumpling in it this time. All How right. can a woman make soup with no dumpling? That's a lazy woman. Claudette, mm. get me a callaloo patty with a cocoa bread. Money. Get me a esquivish fish with festival. Morning. Ooh, get me uh, oxtail with rice and peas and extra gravy. Oh my god, I missed home. Morning. Ugh. And don't spend all day over there chatting to Maxine. Mm. Come, Charmaine, I'm ready for you. Miss Novelette. Miss Enid. 
Is that you? My God, I haven't seen you in ages. But the last time I seen you was at a... Austin's funeral. Yes. It's been that long. I've been staying at my daughter's place for a while. You know, it was hard being in the house all alone, so I was just helping her out with the kids. Nice. How's your grandchildren doing? <gasps> Big! You know how they grow up overnight. Would you believe little Lydia is already wearing a training bra? <laughs> little Liddy? Little Liddy got bitty titties? Child, she has a bra, makeup, cell phone, and everything. <laughs> How's your Renee doing? Away in university. Just got a call from her last night. Mommy, send me some money. I need to buy a biology book. Personally, I think she's not buying any books, but spending that money on clothes. <laughs> These kids nowadays. Oh, but I miss her. The house is so quiet. I know how that is. How are you doing? Novelette, I'm good. Real good. I'm going to need your magic. You ain't going to believe this. Uh, Miss Enid, don't say another word. Get in my chair. Charmaine, get up. Uh, but Novelette, I'm next. Then me. I'm sorry, Miss Enid, Respect but... Respect your elders and learn the value of patience. But Novelette, I do not have I'm time to be sitting here all day. Lad, Charmaine and Tina. Novelette, I have an emergency. Can I talk to you for a minute? I need to be in your chair and out of here in an hour. I just got called in to pitch potentially our firm's biggest client. But before that, I have a meeting at two, and then I have to take my nephew to an appointment. And somewhere in between all that, I need to take a power nap. So can we make this happen? Well, I'm sorry, Sherelle. I have just put Miss Enid in the chair, and I still have to finish off Millie. And there's two other people before you. And Miss Brown just called and said she's sending her bad picnic over here any minute now. And I still have to eat my lunch. And between all of that, I need to take a power nap. My roots are growing in. I just need to touch up. Please. Well, maybe I can squeeze you in after Miss Eni. Ah, uh, Letty, what about me? Hey, Charmaine. <laughs> a woman of your status? Don't you have some kind of personal hairdresser on set? You know they can't do our hair. I'll pay double. It doesn't work like that. Novelette, I can't wait all day. It's Sherelle. I'll see you next week. But Novelette, if I land this deal, I make partner, and you know how important that- Listen! Just because you have some big fancy job and some big fancy education doesn't mean you can come in here and tell me how to run my shop. I'm a career woman too. I know I couldn't walk into your fancy office downtown without an appointment and demand, Sherelle, see me now. I'll see you next week, Sherelle. Be here for 7 a.m. But I, next week, but no, I don't talk. <sighs> Hello? Hey, Angie. No, don't worry, Angie. I can lend you the money. No, don't worry about paying me back. It's... It's fine. Well, I can't just stand by and watch you lose your house. Okay? Yeah, I'll deposit the money in your account tomorrow. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Um... Kiss the boys for me. Make sure. <laughs> hey, Donna. I've been wanting to talk to you about... Oh, Davey's in the hospital again? Don't worry. I'm going to send you over a file I compiled with some of the top respirologists in the country. I have already reached out to a few of them. Sis, 
I got you. He's going to get better. <laughs> that kid's going to be fine. Well, when you have some time, we can get together. Um, just hang on the other line. Okay, I'll let you go. Hello? Yes, Mr. Walters, I closed the deal. Today you will have the report on your desk first thing Monday morning. No, it's not a problem. I'll come in. You'll have it on your desk by noon tomorrow. You have a good night, sir. Bastard. <laughs> oh, do I mind coming in on a Sunday? Well, if you have just worked 74 hours for the week, hey, what's another 10? Try walking into a room full of white men with the occasional white woman and being introduced as the new senior lead on their billion dollar merger. Then come the looks and the unspoken questions and the polite question. Where did you study? Just checking to make sure the black girls got a high school diploma. Then when I say I have a double degree from Queens and Harvard, and where did you study? That either shuts them the fuck up or gets them hard. Wow, you're so articulate. All of a sudden, I'm not the hired help, but a good exotic lay. And naturally, I'm supposed to jump at the chance because, of course, I slept my way to the top. Or I am the lucky recipient of some sort of employment equity program or an old white man's guilt. Oh, a little old man who maybe thought he needed some color in his office when getting the morning coffee. But don't be acting too black because then they have to deal with my blackness every day. So I put my blackness or lack of blackness in some woman of color box to make you more comfortable. I'm tired of dealing with them and them not wanting to see me. Just trying to always prove myself, pulling 16 hour days, skipping lunches, not knowing it was actually OK for me to leave the office and go home because I had to prove to them that I could do this. <laughs> I could I could do this. I can do my job. Sherelle can do it. Of course, Sherelle can. I can do everything. And if it's not my job, it's mom and Donna and Angie. You know the family shit. Everyone needs something from Sherelle because she's got it all. The great job. No kids. Mm. Single by choice. The great house. The fancy car. <laughs> Everyone wants to be me. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> so if your husband leaves you, call Sherelle. She'll know what to do. Your kid's sick or skipping school, call Sherelle. She'll know what to do. You run out of money, call Sherelle. Mom needs to drive to no frills, call Sherelle. You want a friggin' report on your desk Sunday, not Monday, call Sherelle. I'm, I, I'm, I'm tired of looking after everyone and being the responsible one, the good one, the one with all the answers, the level-headed one. Mom calls me the glue. She said, I am the one who keeps this family together. So, would it be okay for me to just fall apart sometime? <laughs> How would you handle it if I told you that I get scared sometimes? Lonely. 
empty. And if I was weak, could you hold me up and glue me together and patch me up so I could deal with my shit and your shit too? Because I'm, I'm, I'm falling apart, you know. I'm disappearing. I, I, I can't believe I'm still standing. My legs fell off three months ago. You know, <laughs> my arm just disappeared last week. Yesterday, I reached for my coffee and my fingers dropped off one by one and nobody noticed. Nobody noticed I was gone. It's gone. Today I spoke. And I couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear my voice. You're me. So you see, I'm not really here. You see, and nobody noticed. I was tired. I couldn't do this. I couldn't be everything. I couldn't. And it's not really that I wanted to die. I just wanted to take a rest. A long needed rest. But nobody would let me. They wouldn't let me. I wouldn't let me. Part one of two of To Kink in My Hair by Trey Anthony. Chris, this play is so epic, and I love how Trey masterfully uses that intimate bond between hairstylist and client as a liminal device to peer into the lives of others. That connection formed with someone who's tending your hair is so relatable. I definitely uh, spend a lot of time with my hairstylist, but what sets it apart is the rare glimpse into the worlds of these Black women. Insights like this are in theater are rare, although it's getting better, but it was especially rare two decades ago when this play first hit the stage. I think for me, one of the most memorable moments was just at the beginning of our session. And Laura, unfortunately, you had just left the studio briefly and the cast decided to get together and do a bit of a ritual that they do before every single performance, which is they get together in a circle and show support for each other. And they decided to do this and they got together. And before they started, they looked over at me and they said, Chris, what are you doing there? Come on over, come on over. And they brought me in. And there was this support circle with a lot of laughter, a lot of love, some dancing. And it was wonderful that this cast that is so close for some of them, they've been working on the show for 20 years. Yet they still wanted to make sure that everyone was included. And it was a really magical and special moment for me. And I think that kind of love and support really comes out in this recording. And we'll be back next week with a conclusion to De Kink in My Hair. And since we're releasing De Kink during Black History Month, let's spotlight another Black female writer, Andrea Scott, and her show Controlled Damage 
a play about the civil rights activist Viola Desmond. Available now on the Play Me feed. The Kink in My Hair featured Ordina Stevens-Thompson as Novelette, Debbie Young in Nita Africa as Stacey Ann, Onalike Adeli as Nia, Tamara Brown as Patsy, Shakura Dixon as Charmaine, Miranda Edwards as Sherelle, Satori Shakur as Miss Enid, and it also featured the vocal and performing talents of Elena Bridgewater, Tiffany Darival, and Chelsea Russell. The original theatrical production was directed by Wenny Mangesha, and Corey Butler was the musical director and composer. The edit and sound design are by Chris Tolley. This recording featured the creative team from the T.O. Live and Soul Peppers 2022 production. Thanks to them for all their help with this recording, and thanks to you for listening. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can connect with us by emailing playme at cbc.ca. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Play Me wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you can listen to all our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, we would love it if you would consider rating and reviewing us. It helps spread the word about our podcast, bringing theatre to a whole new audience. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. Our associate producer is Brianne Tice. A special thanks to our CBC team. Anna Ashate is our digital producer, and our executive producer is Cecil Fernandez. The director of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani, and the executive director is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.